Is your teenager lazy or sometimes you feel like they're a little unmotivated? Would you like some ideas on what you can do to maybe help turn that around? Well, hello everyone. My name is Jim White and I'm an author coach and the founder of the Family Enrichment Academy. But more importantly, I'm a parent just like you. My wife and I have raised six children and we now have 13 grandchildren. So we've got a lot of practical experience as well. So in this series, we're doing a series of the top 10 things that you need to stop doing as a parent of a teenager and what you can do instead. And today we're revealing number eight on that list. And this is something that can really have an impact on a lazy or unmotivated teenager. So let's check it out. Well, hello again, everyone. Again, we're doing revealing our top 10 list of things you need to stop doing as a parent with a teenager and what you can do is instead. And again, today's number eight on that list. And as I mentioned in the intro, this is gonna be something that affects or the problem that we see that this impacts is a lazy or unmotivated teenager. Um, before I do that real quick though, I wanted to let you know I do have another resource. It's right along this, these lines. I have 10 questions you should never ask your teenager. Uh, and then 10 great questions, the questions you can ask instead. And this is all around getting your teenager to open up and talk a little bit more. So um, again, the, the website is familyenrichmentacademy.com. If you go there right on the first page, you're gonna see a, a prompt to be able to download that resource. I just wanted to let you know that that's available as well. So on to our topic for the day, the number eight thing you need to stop doing as a parent with a teenager, and that is to stop fixing their problems. So the reason I bring this up is because this can contribute to your teen to not being resourceful or resilient. And what we want during these teen years is to help that teen to accomplish that or uh, uh, build those skills. So your teen has a problem and a lot of times we see them having a problem and we want to go in and tell them what to do or in some cases even do the thing for them, you know, fix the problem, if you will. Um, and what I'm suggesting is we need to stop doing that. And what you can do as an alternative is to turn that problem back over to them. Um, and you can and you do that by saying something like this. You could say, boy, that's a tough spot you've gotten yourself into. What are you going to do? Can you see how that's turning the problem back over to your teenager? Now, let me give you a specific example from our life as a parent that kind of illustrates this. Um, our, our son came home one night and he had been caught by a police officer. Basically, him and another friend were racing on one of the main roads in our community. And so it was beyond just a speeding ticket, it was a reckless driving scenario. And so that was quite a problem that our son had created for himself. And we it, you know, just basically turned that back over to him. It's like, okay, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna pay for this? And it, you know, it took some time for him to get through that and it ended up costing him you know, I don't know, like $1,500 in court fees and attorney fees. He had, and his, his friend also was part of this, was caught, and they both ended up in a courtroom. But again, it was a great process for them to go through, and we really were careful to not rescue him. Can you see how there would have been a temptation to go in and rescue him in that scenario? But he was able to, to handle it. And I think part of what this does is it communicates some expectations that you believe they can do something, which I would throw out on the flip side. If you go in and rescue or, or tell your son or daughter what to do all the time, 
the underlying message is that you don't believe that they can handle it, that you don't believe that they have what it takes to be able to solve that problem. And that's disempowering to them. And then how this leads back to them being lazy or unmotivated, well, it's two things. One is they feel disempowered. So it's like, why would I even try? You know, they, you know my mom or dad doesn't believe in me. And then on the flip side, if you always then step in and rescue them, it's like, why would I try? Because they're gonna do it for me anyway. Can you see how that you know, puts them in a position where they don't feel as motivated to take care of their own business, if you will. So again, the, the, what I'm asking you or suggesting that you stop doing is stepping in and rescuing or solving your team's um, problems. Let them handle it, turn that problem back over to them, let them work their way through it. So I think if you start doing that, now it's, it's a, something that may be a little hard at first because we feel uh, we don't want them to experience the pain or the suffering that they might experience if they do something that can cause them some difficulty. Again, like my son with a driving issue, I mean, that cost him a lot of money and he had saved up money and he had to give it up and that was some pain that he went through. But it was good for him in the long run. It was a it was a valuable lesson for him to go through. Not only that, you know, if you if you make a bad choice, there's a consequence, but also the lesson that, you know what, I can get through these things. I am capable. Again, I'm resourceful and I'm resilient. You know, it's okay. It'll be okay in the end. So those are great skills, but it all starts by us turning the problems back over to the team. Now I would say you don't desert them at that moment. You you're there in support. But just be careful that you don't cross that line into either telling them what to do or actually fixing the problem. It's like that's the, the step you got to watch for. So that's the number eight thing on our list. Now, be sure to check out the rest of the items. We've got a, 10, a total of 10 things you need to stop doing as a parent in this series. So be sure to check out the other ones as well. Again, a quick reminder, I do have that free resource for you, those 10 questions you should never ask your teenager, along with those 10 great questions. That's available at familyenrichmentacademy.com. As always, it's truly an honor to be able to serve and support you as you move along your parenting journey. And I do just want to acknowledge you for being open and growth mindset, you know, being here and listening to videos like this, trying to grow and develop as a parent. Um, that's what it takes to get through these teenage years because it's a journey. So just wanted to acknowledge you for that as well. Until next time, remember, a change in perspective changes everything.